Hello and welcome to episode 209 of the Enough Podcast. My name is Mike Hurley. I'm joined, as I am every week, by the the wonder that is Mr. Patrick Rohn. Oh, I don't know if I'm a wonder. Well, uh, I guess I wonder about myself sometimes. I wonder what's wrong with y- me. You make me wonder. Yeah, <laughs> make plenty of people wonder. Um, Not the least of which is the people that live with me. You've been on every episode, right? I think we've had this discussion recently. You've been on all 209, haven't you? I have not, but you have been. I have been. I have been here. Yes, I have. So you, yes. You've never taken a week off, right? I'm going to say. No. I, I. Although I I believe there was like, I mean, there there have been a few times where we've like haven't recorded an episode because of something or another. I haven't been oh, available. Yeah. There's There's been at least a couple of those times where we have missed a day. You know, we just decided, okay, we're just not going to record one. Yeah, we've not done 209 consecutive episodes, but we have done, you have done 209 episodes. I have, yes. It's very rare that we did that. I think that was more when we were two a week. So that was definitely more when we were two a week, and I think it was only on a couple of occasions where... where Yeah, it's very rare that... It's extremely rare. ...that I would miss a show and not want to refill that. Yeah, and and I mean, it, 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 yeah, like I said, if I remember the situation, it was a case where there wasn't any other possible time, and you know, it was something that could not be avoided. Um, yeah, you know, like for instance, I I think uh, when my uh, when my dad had his uh, first kind of heart scare yes. thing. Yeah. Um, that was one of them that we met because I was, you know, out in DC, stuck in a hospital room. I couldn't record. I remember. <laughs> um, and and couldn't like say, oh well, we'll do it on Thursday. I, you know, because like I didn't know when I was going to be back. So, how many more episodes do you think we'll do where we will continue to talk about the length of the show? Wow. Hopefully, not too many. Because I feel like it's inadvertent. I think you get to a certain point and every episode feels like an achievement. Uh, <laughs> so it's like we keep bringing it up. I feel like I should have left more dead end, dead air when I said how many episodes do you think we would do? And just left that just for a second. Just for a second, just uh-huh. to kind of scare me, huh? How many more episodes? No, I don't know. I mean, to, to be honest with you, I think at a certain point we've got to run our course, right? You know, or, I, yeah. or it needs to become something else. I've been thinking about this sort of thing recently, not, not in regards to this show, just in general, like because as I've been doing this for a long time now, you know, and I've I've sunsetted a bunch of products, as they would say in mm-hmm. California, um, and I've seen, you know, over the time that I have um, been recording and podcasting, I've seen shows that I've listened to start and end, and mm-hmm. because they run their course, yeah, and I just wonder, like, because I've never, I haven't done that to like a long running show. Like this yeah. one. This is the longest yeah. running show. Yeah. And I just wonder at what point, like, I wonder how you decide. I mean, have we spoken a bit about this before, about Killing Project? We, I don't really know if we have. I think that, actually. I think that we did a little bit once. Yeah, but I don't think we really, but I mean, certainly there's, there are times. Like, for instance, I could, here's, here's, I guess, what I could see, right? And that is that. You know, I could certainly see this eventually being like, you know, I just, I'm not feeling anymore, or I feel like it's just gotten, you know, like, I mean, I think when that happens, we'll know, right? I think I'll feel it. I think I I would hope that our listeners would tell us. (laughs) I think, I think they would be, 
more inclined to tell us with their num- with the numbers as opposed yeah. to people being like your show sucks <laughs> yeah yeah this is true this is true but you know i don't necessarily see myself i guess what i would like to see is maybe some sort of change like i i wouldn't mind like replacing like doing something else not with somebody else necessarily, but like just I don't know. <laughs> you could, are you replacing me? Is that what's happening? No, I not replace, but like you know, like wouldn't uh, I hate say to what's on other, your mind? Other podcasts, but you know, I always thought that like you know, I, I thought maybe the prompt eventually would become like uh, would become like Mac Break Weekly, where you have like you know. You have like the three or four kind of you know main guys, and then you have this rotating cast of other people on, mm. you know, and like every week there's like a new kind of extra pundit, as it were, right? Yeah, I'd love to be on. I want to do that. <laughs> I want to be the extra guy. <laughs> well, you you can definitely be on the show. You know, I, I want to be the uh, you know the 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 Scott Bourne or the uh, Merlin Man of. Uh, of of your guys's Mac Break Weekly. See, I never I never want to have um, someone on that show every week. Yeah, yeah, I, I I know it wouldn't be an every week sort of thing, but you know, yeah, like we're I, thinking. I, you know, that- I, I I certainly would like to be kind of that guy that. I, I know your desire there is to kind of bring in more ec- topic experts when you're talking about particular topics. Yeah, but. You know, I'm just saying, if you ever do a show that is like that, but instead of having topic experts, you just want another pundit on, you know, to just, I don't know, add a little bit more flavor, you know, I could totally see being that guy. Yeah, I think my next project is going to be something like that. Um, like, I have some, some ideas that I'm working on. So Yeah. but so, Which would be more like roundtable. I think that's probably... As time goes on, I mean, I think that's just how things move. And it seems like now there's bigger, bigger costs, but there are technical limitations with that sort of stuff, which yeah, we're yeah. bumping into quite a bit already. Yeah. Not yeah. not me and you, but yeah, just uh, in general with network sort of stuff. I understand. Just in networking, is the problem. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think you know so far. You know, uh, this is still satisfying me. I think that we still are talking about things that most of the time, you know, are things that uh, A, people need to hear, and B, that aren't necessarily being talked about a whole lot, especially amongst the other, you know, the other shows on 5x5, you know, tend to be a little bit more, you know, I suppose, you know, tech-driven or or um, topic-driven um, whereas this is kind of more, um, I don't know. I, I, I'd like to think that I try to give a more kind of 30,000 foot view of, of things about, you know, it's not just about the stuff, but it's about what the stuff does, what stuff means, you know, and kind of thinking about it at that higher level. I mean, it's one of the, well, one of the things I'm kind of facing right now with this book that I've been working on that I, I suddenly realized that I'm going to have to likely rewrite from the beginning. Why? <laughs> well, I can't remember whether I discussed this or not here. And if I did, please forgive me. 
I, I just I don't I discussed this somewhere and I don't remember where. But basically, um, the one of the things about writing the Apple Consulting book that was very clear to me was how much fun I had writing it. And even more importantly, how much that fun shows through in the work, right? You know, that like you read it and it, it reads like, you know, you know, it reads like me sitting down and dispensing 20 years of wisdom and, you know, just being matter of fact about it and being kind of, um, I don't know, um, conversational, a, a lot more um, direct, a lot more, you know, hey, come here, kid, let me tell you about this, you know, sort of thing, you know. And there's, there's a certain amount of fun in it, and you, it comes across on the page. And I realized that this other thing that I'm writing has none of that, right? And that that's a problem. And, and that's part of the reason why I stopped having fun writing it. You know, that it wasn't, um, it, was, it was becoming a, a labor and a task. But then there's the other problem, too, which is despite the fact that I just released this ebook and I've written two other books, I feel like I could do better than what I've done previously. Interesting. So you've written a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But you feel that it's not up to your current standard of what you believe you could put out? Is no, I, I, th I think that it's up to my standard of what I can put out. I think it should be better than that. Oh, right. Like, I, I, like I know I'm capable of doing even better, but I'm not, I haven't quite ironed out what that is, how, uh, how that looks, and more importantly, what that means, what it's going to take. You know what I mean? And I, th but I do think a big part of what it's going to take is going to be me taking what I have and pushing it to the side. Nope, this isn't it. Because ultimately... That's kind of what this book is about. Um, um, you know, for lack of a better description, this book is about being better. Not, you know, wishing you were better, not, you know, trying to do better, but actually being better. What that means, what that takes, you know, what it means to... Uh, to, uh, to be a bit better than you are now and to constantly look for ways to improve, constantly look for ways to make things better, to stop the whining and the belly aching and the bitching and complaining and to actually do the work to just make it better. To take all of that effort and energy you put into all of the, all, all the heartache and butt hurt and taking that energy and putting it into making it better. And I think that if many of us simply did that, simply looked at every problem we encountered through that lens, 
uh, we spend so much more time, you know, putting energy and working on solutions than investing on worrying about problems, right? And don't get me wrong, there are some really real problems. I know people with real problems. I know people with real problems that quote unquote can't be solved, right? You know, that, uh, you know, whether it be, you know, I've got cancer and, you know, the doctor has given me X amount to live and I don't know if I'm even going to make it that far, sort of. Thing. I mean, there are those genuine problems, right? And I'm not discounting those and I'm not saying for a second. It's like, well, how can you make that better? Well, I'm not one of those people who believes that there isn't a way, right? I mean, and part of it is, you know, uh, is my view of death, right? I, th I think if you if you change the way that you look at death, it can make a whole host of things better, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, because it's just one of those things I'm not afraid of, right? I was uh, so there's there's a, a grocery store nearby, stays open fairly late. Um, and uh, they've recently had kind of a, a rash. There's probably one or two guys that are doing this of, um, you know, late at night, parking lot's a little bit more empty than normal, people being forced into their car, you know, with, you know, by somebody drives them, tells them to drive to an ATM and, you know, basically makes them take out cash and they take off with the cash. All right. Um, and, uh, so last night my wife was craving ice cream and I'm like, well, you want me to run to Kowalski's and get you some ice cream? And, and, uh, she's like, you know, nah, that's okay. Don't worry about it. I said, oh, you're just, you're just worried that they're going to try to force me to go and get some cash out. And I'm not going to be able to do that since we don't necessarily believe in ATM cards. <laughs> and so we've never bothered to use pins or anything like that. Um, and, uh, you know, she she chuckled. She's like, yeah, that's a good way to get yourself killed. And I said, well, everyone's got a day. Perhaps today's mine. I'm sure she loved to hear that. <laughs> but it's... But it's true, right? It's it's absolutely true. Yeah, I but mean, you I know it sounds, it sounds silly, like, you know, well, you could walk out the door and get hit by a bus. Guess what? I know people who have walked out the door and gotten hit by buses. But right? you should, like, try <laughs> and limit that. Like, so, sure. so the fa you, know, you know, if there is a, a genuine concern that you might get mugged, and killed and that's a strong possibility by going to this place maybe you don't go to it I don't know like if you yeah. if you don't have to yeah. I mean you know, here, here's here's the thing right and that is that yeah this has been a very kind of limited thing and actually this is a fairly you know otherwise safe and relatively affluent part of town that's sure. the reason why these guys are targeting this particular location that's why um, they target it by the way i'm sorry that's why they target it yeah that's why they target it no. exactly that's why they target it right um and so um you know and it's yeah i've i've gone there i mean literally yeah, hundreds of times late at night <laughs> you know this is not a you know unusual 
thing. So, you know, it's it's kind of a probability thing, right? It's, you know, the chances of it happening are slim. The chances of it happening to me are even slimmer. And the reasons why the chances of it happening to me are even slimmer is because generally, you know, I would imagine that they're they're picking their targets carefully, right? They're not... And you're a big, scary dude. I'm not a big... But I'm, I'm, I am a... You know, I am a large guy. I, I am the sort of the sort of guy that you know you're. You might not be. Let, let's just say that if you have your choice between the large guy coming out with the pint of ice cream in his hand, or the you know younger lady who's coming out with the bag of groceries, you're going to make your choice wisely. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ice cream guy is sad. Go for him. <laughs> Ice cream guy might be sad. He might be, you know, he's going to pour his, his depressed heart out into that bowl of ice cream. He must have money. Let's get exactly. him. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm no but criminal, they, but that's how I would think. Yeah. Maybe that's why I'm no criminal. Yeah, maybe that's why, because uh, we both would be such failures at it. But I guess, you know, my, my point being is that you know, death is just not one of these things I fear. And I, I, I find that, you know, bec- because I don't necessarily have the same fear of death that um, a lot of other people seem to do, I have a very different outlook on life. So we had some rough topics today, right? But I've actually just thought of something okay. that I want to talk to you about. Oh, lovely. This is going to be perfect, but we need to address our sponsor first. Yeah, I'm going to spring this on you, so okay. I don't know how happy you're going to be with me. but Oh, boy. <laughs> These are never good, because they always make me uncomfortable. Last time, it was like, you know, basically trashing poor David Karp's little Tumblr toy. Yeah, um, not this time. <laughs> We're not doing that. But see, okay. I, I think it's going to be fun, but we'll see. So take a quick moment to thank our sponsor, that is Squarespace.com, who give you everything that you need to make an amazing website. Let me tell you why I love Squarespace. I love Squarespace because it makes it really easy for me to build a website. If I want a blog, if I want, I mean, I created the 70 decibels site on Squarespace. You you guys know that. I mean, if I have a a project that I want to launch, I have something that I'm working on at the moment that's, you know, it's not really a new show, but it's something that's going to be kind of related to it. And for me, like, I, I have a field notes book and I have a little to-do list that I'm keeping in there, the things that I want to do for this project. And one of them's like come up with a name, come up with branding. And then the next part is just start a Squarespace site. Now, that's one item on the to-do list. If I was looking at somebody else, I'd be like, find a hosting provider, find a template, spend 65 million hours trying to configure it because you don't know what you're doing. And all... All of these mass list of things that I would need to do. I don't need to do any of that because I have one to-do list item and it's just set up a new site on Squarespace. And I can do it all within the login that I've got as well. I can just go into the settings, create a new site, and then I can flick between the two. This is why I love Squarespace. They give me beautiful themes. They give me a really easy system to build pages. They give me all of the structure that I need. They have responsive web design. They have stats, apps, Everything built right in, customer support, knowledge-based articles. Um, if I want to sell things, which actually might be part of it, I can do it all with Squarespace Commerce, their, their like online store platform. It, everything that I need is in Squarespace, and I think that any of our listeners could benefit from having a Squarespace site too, or they would at least know a friend, family member, co-worker, customer even, that would 
benefit from Squarespace. So go try it out or get them to. Go to squarespace.com. You can sign up for a free trial there. No credit card, no obligation. Squarespace plans start at $10 a month, and we have a new offer code, Mr. Patrick Rowan. All right. It's Tally Ho. It's a new month. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, like a completely new one? It's brand, not just like a change in the number, but like nope, a brand new. Brand new. Tally Ho 7. So it's T-A-L-L-Y-H-O. That's the right. British theme that Squarespace have granted us. Because of me, I'm sure. This is just going to be great. Tally-ho! Tally-ho! Chip-chip! <laughs> with with Tally-ho 7, you'll get 10% off your first order, and they'll also know that you found out about them from us, which is good. So go check out Squarespace, everything that you need to make an amazing website. Yeah. All right, what you going to spring on me? Are you familiar with Inside the Actor Studio? I am. I am. It's wonderful. Oh, oh, oh dude. well, okay. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Yes, go ahead. So I have been um, recently the passing of uh, James Gandolfini, mm-hmm. which was a very sad thing that affected me greatly. Mm. Um, so I'm a massive fan of The Sopranos. I've only come to it relatively recently. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, like, and question so you haven't like watched through the entire series yet i'm betting yeah when i say recently i mean like i've watched it all this year oh okay all right there you go okay all right so i've seen the whole thing um and our friend and colleague mr moises chuyon of five by five screen time giant size great shows on five by five check them out Mm, he comics comics indeed um Mm. He suggested to me that I watch James Gandolfini's Inside the Actor Studio, and I'd seen some clips of this show before, but I don't. It's not really something that we get here. Let me see. It's on American TV, and yeah. basically, Inside the Actor Studio, for anybody who doesn't know, is uh, James Lipton, um, mm-hmm. who is a you know a legendary actor. Most I believe that most people these days will recognise him as uh, Warden Gentles on mm-hmm. uh, Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. Um. He is the dean of a institution in America called the Actor Studio, and they create a TV show called Inside the Actor Studio, in which they bring on very famous actors and actresses to talk about their um, work and their history in acting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have been over the last few days. I've been watching many episodes of Inside the Actor Studio on YouTube. All right. Every episode of Inside the Actor Studio um, fin- is is culminated with uh, something called the Pivo Questionnaire. Um, which was created by a man called a, uh, called Bernard Pivot, and James Lipton asks these questions of his guest at the end of every episode. There are ten questions in the Pivot questionnaire. I would like to ask you them. Okay. All right. Oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> now, I assume that most actors that go on to Inside the Actor Studio obviously think of these in advance. Um, because it may be difficult to just come up with these things on top of your head, but I'm going to give it a go with you. Okay. Okay. What is your favorite word? Cacophony. What is your least favorite word? No. <laughs> Do you know who else said that? James Gandolfini. Al Pacino. Of course. <laughs> What turns you on, creative, spiritually, or emotionally? Truth. Lots of people say that. I've noticed. What turns you off? Lies. 
This is going to be an interesting. Uh, well, one. and, and his, uh, hypocrisy. I mean, I, I think the two kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, I think hypocrisy is just another form of lying. But, Sometimes yeah. hypocrisy is unintentional lying, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, well, this, I would say it's it's unconscious lying, right? Yeah. This is going to be an interesting one. You're going to have to be very creative about how you get this answer across. Across. What is your favorite curse word? <laughs> this, this, uh, the 12-letter one that begins with M and ends with Ucker. <laughs> okay, that's good. That was nice, good sensing. There. Thank you. What sound or noise do you love? My daughter's laugh. What sound or noise do you hate? Wow. And that that one's actually a hard one. Um uh, I, I mean I guess I, I I hate any that anything that sounds like uh like pain, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, like uh, screams or groans. No, or... Yeah, yeah, but not, I think more like, you know, oh, you know, that yeah. kind of like you can tell someone got really hurt sort okay. of thing. I, well, here's the thing, right? And that is that I tend to be very empathetic. It is really difficult for me, especially, especially in like a movie sort of situation, to disconnect myself from, from the feeling of the person on that's experiencing it. And and so when I you know when I hear noises like that, I immediately kind of feel them myself. If that makes sense, it does. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Wow, that one's hard. This is obviously then your any of your many professions of which you hold. Yeah, well, it, that's part of it. You know, the other part of it, too, is, like, all I can think of is I'd like to be better the, at my, like, you know, it's like... That doesn't count. Gosh, if I could only write, like, David Foster Wallace or, you know, or Neil Gaiman, right? Like, if yeah. I could just write like that. I won't take that as an answer, though. Oh, okay. I need, I need an actual profession. So you could pick anything in the world that you would like to do, you know, maybe a dream you had as a child or something, anything. This is going to sound strange, but it is profession. Um, I, I think it would be interesting to live to live in a monastic life. What is that? Live in a monastery. In, oh, okay. Be a monk. What profession would you not like to do? Uh, I have a pretty weak stomach when it comes to smells, so like you know, I don't think could see myself be a garbage man or someone who cleans latrines or something like that. I bet that happens. I bet that's like a lot of people's. Yeah, it's probably okay. Yeah. Final question. This is the interesting one. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You did your best. Nice. Would you like to know Robert De Niro's answer? Yeah. You've got a lot of explaining to do. <laughs> How great is that? 
<laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Especially from De Niro. Yeah. That's a good one as well. So, so far, I've watched De Niro, Michael J. Fox, Al Pacino, and James Gandolfini, and I've enjoyed them all immensely. Oh, and Jim Carrey as well. Oh, yeah. The Pacino one. I've seen the Pacino one. The Pacino one is awesome. Because it's Pacino really is, is now a director. Like, as in, he's on... Um, I don't know if they call it director, actually. Yeah. Like, he's one of, like, the chair people, I guess, might be a better word, of the actor studio. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So, like, and uh, James Lipton, as I said, he's Dean. Oh, interesting. Wow, that would be cool. Yeah, I, uh, well, I mean, a lot of people may not know this, but I come from, I mean, my mom is an actress and a director. I mean, I come from a theater family. My, my brother is a playwright and director. My, you know, my sister's done some acting outs, you know, besides her modeling. So, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's something I, I respect greatly and something that, uh, runs in my family. Um, one show that I have recently uh, gotten into along that kind of similar line that it was only after, you know, seeing it forever and ever and ever, never bothering to check it out because it just sounded silly to me. But then, like, you know, finally checking it out. Comedians in the car getting coffee. Yeah, I've seen a few episodes of that. Holy cow, is that great. It's, it's not even that it's funny, which it is. It certainly can be funny. But what's really great about it is it's basically inside the actor's studio, but for comedians with Jerry Steinfeld doing the James Lipton role, right? I mean, basically, he's taking out some of the greatest comedians uh, and performers in show business and having coffee with them and interviewing them about, you know, what they think is funny and about, you know, their history and comedy and things like that. And it's just fantastic. Yeah. So the the two that I've watched, and I'm going to watch another one this afternoon, like as soon as we're done with this, pretty much. You know, I'm going to pick one. Um, I watched uh, the one with Sarah Silverman. I haven't <sighs> seen that one yet. I've seen the new series. <sighs> so good. So good. And Sarah Silverman is just like, she's great. She's like one of my dream girls, right? <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. It's just because she's so, so both funny and just debauched, you know, just dirty. <laughs> you know, <laughs> she could just be so, <laughs> she has no filter. It's great. Um, but uh, the other one that I just found fascinating was uh, David Letterman, of all people. The David Letterman one was not only funny, but it was it was very um, insightful and smart um, into kind of the you know the the entertainment and comedic process. Um, but the other funny part about it is that he he chooses a different car to pick him up in, in in each episode. He basically chooses the car based on you know. To, Based on you know his relationship with the person and what he thinks, he picks a car that he thinks is going to be appropriate for them. And in David Letterman's, he actually uh, chooses David Letterman's one of his cars, which is uh, this Volvo V60 station wagon. And you know, it sounds like okay, a strange choice, some you know kind of suburban grocery getter. 
except this Volvo V60 station wagon was a gift to David Letterman from Paul Newman. Which is like, oh, okay, well, that makes it a little bit more interesting. No, what makes it really a lot more interesting is Paul Newman took a racing engine and put it into this Volvo. <laughs> so it has, I mean, seriously, a race car engine in the Volvo. And from the outside, it just looks like your normal Volvo. But inside, it's got the capability to do 250. <laughs> it's just insane. It is insane and it's hilarious and and uh you know Dave tells the story about how the first you know that this has actually the uh the second one because the first one he got actually caught on fire. Wow. <laughs> the engine just caught on fire one day. It was just too much for the Volvo and just went poof. So, yeah, I mean, it's great. Highly, highly, highly recommended. But, you know, both of these things are really about windows into the creative process. And more importantly, you know, it's an actor interviewing actors about the acting process, right? Yep. And it's comedian interviewing another comedian about the comedic process, right? And what you discover is that while that may seem very, um, you know, inside baseball, that's what's great about it because guess what? Baseball, in this case, is the same no matter who you have playing it, right? That, that all of these things, that the creative process is a process no matter what type of creative endeavor you're doing, that it all has similar things that make it tick well and similar things that make that that people struggle with right and so you know it, it's actually you know what's most interesting about it is its universality and how much of it even us non-comedians and non-actors can connect with and say yeah I recognize that and wow if he struggles that with it then maybe it's okay that I struggle with it a little bit too one day I'm going to let you do the Pivo questionnaire on me. Oh, I would love that. I would love that. Please please send it to me so I can remember these questions. It will be in the show notes. All right, terrific. So I think that's it for today's episode. I think so. It's been a fun well, one. I've enjoyed this. Yeah, yeah, we've covered some ground. Well, All we right. can at least rest assured we're not killing the, the show t after this week's episode. No, not after this week's episode. Next week's episode, though, it may we're be. We're not so sure. We'll have to wait and, and see. not so sure. You never see. It could be any time. That's the thing. Like I mm -hmm. said, I don't even necessarily worry about this dying. It's going to come at some point. If it comes next week, okay, I guess that was his time. So you can find Patrick. Here's Patrick Rohn, P-A-T-R-I-C-K-R-H-O-N-E. That's at .com and at .net and Twitter. I am yep. iMike, I-M-Y-K-E. And I have yeah. MikeHurley.net, M-Y-K-E-H-U-R-L-Y.net. Yeah. Yeah. There's always this, the uh, contact form, too, 70 decibels uh, slash con contact. <laughs> For its sins. <laughs> Poor 70 decibels. Hanging <laughs> yeah. on. All right. Thanks, well, Pat. With that, we'll chat later. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>